2024 is upon us and the Rangers Report is back once again as me and Andy Simpson discuss life here at QPR as we reflect on the busy Christmas period as well as looking ahead to what the end of the season will bring. We are also joined by assistant head coach Xavier Calm, who gives us an insight into life here in W12. This is the Rangers Report brought to you in association with RFI. Since here we are, 2024, we're back with the Ranger Report. How was your Christmas and Happy New Year? Well, Happy New Year. Uh, Christmas, really good. Uh, I think we spoke beforehand, you know, special time of the year for, for families to get together and, uh, yeah, really had a good time. Um, football wasn't so good. I'm sure we'll come on to that in a minute, but, uh, yeah, all good. Any New Year's resolutions as we head into the New Year? Not really. <laughs> Probably uh, be a little bit healthier, I suppose, but, uh, no, because... When I've made them in the past, within a couple of weeks they're broken, so what's the point? <laughs> but uh, uh, Happy New Year to, to you and uh, all our fans as well. So we last spoke ahead of Christmas and that was <clears throat> prior to the game with Southampton. It's been a period, arguably it's not the way we wanted it to have gone over the festive time, has it? Well, a, poor, a poor festive period in terms of um, results and points accumulated, etc. A couple of decent performances in there, but uh, as a whole, um, no, not what we wanted, but uh, is what it is, and we know where we are. We won't go into huge depth, but we will break down each game that we've had since Southampton, starting with the home clash with the Saints. With that one, was it arguably okay? We lost, which is disappointing we, as always. I, I, but... thought, I thought we played well against Southampton. I thought it was, uh, it was a really good game. Southampton came into the game on the back of what were they, 15 or 16, which has been extended to, to 20, unbeaten. You can see what a good side they are, packed with quality and you know, uh, everything that goes with that. I thought we'd give a really good account of ourselves. Disappointing goal to concede, but on the whole, other than the cutting edge in the final third, I thought it was a, I thought it was a decent performance that we could have took positives from. And is it sort of becoming a constant theme throughout this season? We didn't follow that up. We put in a relatively good performance and then went <coughs> to Millwall on Boxing Day and undid or what you've just mentioned. Yeah, well, that was really disappointing for me. Um, and certainly that game was, for me, the most disappointing we have played since Marty came in. Um, you look at the Southampton, lots of positives to take for that. We, we know we you know, we didn't create enough or put their goalkeeper under, but a lot of our play was good. You go to Millwall, you know, local derby, you know what you're going to have to do um, there, certainly in the open stages of the game. Early kickoff, uh, big crowd, lots of Rangers fans making the, the the journey across town, and we just we just never got started. Uh, Was it more disappointing as well because Mill were one of the the rivals that yeah, we're up yeah, against in, in a, this in an horrendous year? Yeah. Um, you know, you're playing your rivals if you like, or teams in and around you. It's important to go and get something, but I'm a great believer you the results are more likely than not a product of your performance. If you get your performance right, you give yourself a great chance of getting a result. You might be unlucky or you might be lucky, whichever way it goes. But usually, if you perform, uh, that'll warrant what you get from the game. We just didn't perform and um, that was disappointing. Poor goal, the first goal to give away um, and a second one from a set play just as 10 minutes went up on the board and with a little bit of hope, that sort of killed the game. So, uh, nah, wasn't good. And we saw something a bit different as well. We saw Ken Powell in a midfield position and Ziad making a start. What did you make of that? 
Well, Kenneth's changed. played in there a few times, you know, in the odd game. Um, no reason why you wouldn't try that. You know, I thought Zia did quite well on the day playing in the, that left-back role. But, you know, without singling anyone out, it was just a poor yeah. team performance. Marty said that himself. I think the Rangers fans who went to the game um, would be of the same opinion. So you lick your wounds and you go on and you, you prepare for the next one. And as the Christmas period, we were saying <coughs> beforehand, quickly, the games quickly come straight away. Ipswich away a few days later, which would prove to be a relatively good performance and a solid away point. Again, the inconsistency or the frustration now because you go to Ipswich, got a great home record, done remarkably well under uh, Kira McKenna. Um, all I heard before the game from Ipswich, people was they had three or four or five missing. You know, every club has that. We've had it. Every club has that. They've got to get on with it. But again, we went and acquitted ourselves really, really well. Uh, so unlucky not to take the lead with Steve's header that comes back off the inside of the post. Um, arguably, a couple of decisions didn't go our way, but, you know, um, wasn't to be, but we stuck a point on the board. Again, you would think something to build on because um, it was a decent performance. I think everyone could see that. You're hoping then to go into the next game, Cardiff, New Year's Day, all guns blazing um, after that. We just pause back to the trip to Portman Road. Obviously, our condolences from everyone at QPR, yeah. we're with the supporter that... Yeah, so sad. Yeah, so true. sad. No one likes to see that. You know, when, when people go to a game, you, you just expect to cheer your side on and go home and talk about it, good or bad, you know. So, uh, now horrible to see, really horrible to see. And uh, thoughts and prayers and everything that goes with it, go with the family and friends of the person that was affected. Yeah, and as you mentioned then, Cardiff, New Year's Day, Start of 2024 wasn't quite the way we, we wanted it to go, was it? Well, again, a disappointing first half performance. Um, you know, we, we, we kind of hide behind the fact that, and what I like about Marty, he doesn't dress it up, he says it as it is, which is, uh, which is good. First half, never got going, conceded a poor goal again. Um, got back into the game second half, good to see Paul Smith um, getting in at the back post from a, a really good cross by Ryan Coley, who made a difference when he came on with his, his energy and his tenacity and his ability. Um, but yeah, then we concede again, shoot ourselves in the foot and you go away disappointed. How frustrating is that period? Because we mentioned before, as we went into Christmas, it's a really good opportunity because the game's come thick and fast to get points on the board and we've come away with it with a point. That's it. Yeah. I looked at those four games, you know, um, and for me, the biggest two games were Millwall and Cardiff. Um, because when you're playing against Southampton on a good run, good team. Ipswich, great home form. It's not to say you can't win those games, but you're looking at the games, you know. And uh, I was thinking the Millwall game and the Cardiff game in particular was an ideal opportunity for us to, to get points on the board. Um, you know, we, we didn't do that. Again, a theory of being in the game for a long, long time, playing as a player. I think it's quite easy to play against Southampton. I think it's quite easy to go to Ipswich and play um, because the pressure's off, no one gives you a chance. It's the games where the pressure's on a bit more and you expect it to perform and expect it to get results um, um, that we've been found wanting in uh, over that Christmas period. I'm not making an excuse for the players or whatever, but is it that we have had a case of injuries happening as well? Is that a factor in...? No, of course it is. Um, any team who's missing four of the key players is going to be um, a little bit of below par. Uh, we were. Um, missing the likes of Billius and Chris and Cookie uh, and various others at, at, at times, you know, but I'm a great believer, you know, 
you know, what's in front of you at the start of the season. Every club will have it. I've just mentioned about Ipswich. They were moaning about it. Well, you know what? Get on with it. It is what it is. But there's no doubt. And if any team in the country, any country, any level, if you're missing three, four of what you believe are your better or key players, it's going to impact your team. And uh, yeah, so we need we need as many bodies as we can back as quick as we can. And uh, hopefully we'll stay fit from now right through to the end of the season. Quickly followed with the FA Cup, the third round against Bournemouth in <coughs> W12. It was a nice opportunity to step away from league action and you could almost see the pressure not on the players as they stepped out of that and for the first half anyway we produced very good performance didn't we? first half i thought we gave a really good account ourselves against their quality opposition you know you look at their team that they put out you look at their bench um you know the, you look at the form that they're on and i know they had lost the previous game against tottenham but i think there were seven unbeaten before that winning six um so we knew it was going to be a tough game. I thought we acquitted ourselves, went toe-to-toe -to -toe with them, showed them enough respect, but not too much, if that makes sense. You know, got in their face, put tackles in, took the game to them, thought Sinclair was causing the problems with his pace. Because um, any any player wouldn't want to play against that raw pace, if you like. So, uh, yeah, first half was good. How nice was it to see Sinclair score? <coughs> it was almost a bit of a monkey off his back, scoring at Loftus Road. Always good. You know, you, you want your strikers. You want any players to be scoring goals, but you want your strikers. It's been a while. First goal at Loftus Road. As I say, I thought in the first half he was a real threat. His performance was good. Um, the goal showed exactly what he's capable of doing when you put balls up the side and he he can face defenders up. You know, defender, worst nightmare, playing against that sort of pace. What I liked about the goal was not just the way he got in, but the final bit to stay really composed. You know, you, you see the white of the goalkeeper's eyes almost, but you stay nice and calm and he just passes it into the goal and... Uh, yeah, really pleased for him and uh, hopefully that can give him confidence in front of goal where he can go on from now at the end of the season and get on a run, get on a run of consistent games and he can he can score a few more. I'm trying to draw positives from it. Obviously, it ended in defeat, so there's not a huge amount, but obviously Lyndon Dykes getting on the score sheet, albeit via a deflection, is another positive. To see both your strikers getting a goal is always a you always nice want, yeah, you know ultimately that's not just why they're in the team but that's what strikers rightly or wrongly will be judged on how many goals they score um what they're contributing to the team etc but so great to see Sinclair good to see Lyndon um you know again ball up the side in behind Max Aaron's at the time Lyndon comes out on his right foot gets a little bit fortunate but you know maybe that's what he needs and that's what we needed two nil up everything's looking good but you just know with the quality Bournemouth have got, they were going to get in that dressing room. The manager was going to fire them up a little bit. Uh, I fully expected to make a couple of changes, which he did. Those changes that he made had a real positive impact on the game. Um, and let's face it, the second half was all pretty much one-way traffic. Uh, and that's no shame because Bournemouth, really good team, really good players. We'll probably talk about the goals or look at the goals. We're disappointed with them, but um, yeah. <laughs> Probably a game of two halves, actually. Even though, even though the first half was a bit nip and tuck, I thought we'd give a really good account of ourselves. Second half, one-way traffic. Give Bournemouth credit for that. We will break down the sort of... We all kind of aware that the set-pieces has been a problem and Marty highlighted it after the game on Saturday, but Bournemouth was a clear example of that, wasn't it? It's always disappointing. It's disappointing when you concede any goal, but certainly set plays. And, you know, that can become... It can become a little bit of a mental thing as well. The more you concede and the longer it goes on, you get a, even in the crowd, the fans get a little bit, ooh, got another set play to defend, you know, but um, 
no, really disappointing. The, the, probably the most disappointing thing for me was we're two 0 up. I said on commentary, you know, first thing you do is you get through that opening 10, 12, 15 minutes on skate. You know, you, you know they're going to come out flying. They did make a couple of substitutions. I think we conceded after um, three minutes or so. You know, um, so that was disappointing. Disappointing in the manner. Well worked from them, but we need to be doing our jobs a bit better. They get a little bit fortunate with a ricochet off Jimmy's uh, <clears throat> Jimmy's body. Then uh, you'll hear me saying time and time again, goals change games. Goals will change the atmosphere, both on the pitch and in and around the stadium. And you could see from then, Bournemouth had a real belief that they could get back into the game and probably go on and win it. Um, that was at a time where we had to really stand strong and tough and resolute and do what needed to be doing. But uh, we ultimately got done, undone and another set play for the second goal. What have you made of Marty's time so far in W12? I still think Marty's done well. I still think he's the, the right man uh, for us, where we are. Started off really, really well. Um, you know, you, then you had that three-game sequence. You know, we took a point in midweek after that, you know, where you're playing against 70, you're playing against 10 men for 70-odd minutes. <clears throat> Didn't quite have enough to break them down, but another point, 10 points from four games. You go to Sheffield Wednesday, you, you're winning the game against a rival at the wrong end of the table with three minutes to go and you get beat, that can floor you a little bit, but yeah, we just, we've talked about the Christmas period. We need to be better all over the pitch. We need to be better in certain situations with and without the ball. But you know what, there's 20 games to go. There's a, loads of runway ahead of us. There's still time, but it's time. And the players, a message to our players, if you like, you know, it's time for you to step up, start performing and start getting some results. We're joined by assistant head coach Javier Calm, who will also play a role under Marty as we head into the final few games of the season. We're here at Heston, joined by Javier Calm. Javier, how are we, first of all? Thank you very much. Uh, I'm okay, John? Yeah. yeah, very well, thank you. Um, so you arrived in early November alongside Marty Spencer. How have you found life here in London so far? Uh, I knew London. I knew London, not... Uh... Not in terms of uh, work, but uh, yes, I knew London, and we we were uh, very happy to to, to join uh, in a, in this type of club, this this uh, club of London, and this this club with this size and this um, culture. On the field, things started very brightly, very early on. We picked up a few good results against Stoke, Preston, and Hull. How? Have things sort of changed in recent weeks? Haven't they? How have you found that? Something football is not mathematics. No, we started maybe uh, not uh, winning games, and it's more mental than than tactic part. Uh, we need to to improve in in this uh, size, not not in the in the movement, not in the in the tactic part. I think sometimes it becomes more mental than uh, anything. Do you feel like you're getting your message across now, you and Marty, to the squad and the players, understanding what you want from them a bit more in recent? Yeah, the players are very focused on our suggestions and our ideas and our uh, game plans. They are trying, they are, they are working hard, they are, they are, uh, the, the, the desire is there. 
but um, it's not uh, it's not as easy as as uh, we can think. Uh, as a player, uh, you have a lot of things to be aware. You you have the pressure. You have uh, uh, the opponent. Uh, you have your private life. You have it's not it's not easy. It's, uh, they are not a machine. We cannot uh, ask them to to do this movement and every time. Uh, it it will be uh, successful. Uh, it's, it's, it's not easy, but but they are trying, and we are sure that the, the results will will come. Can I just ask you about uh, Javi? Ask you about your relationship with Marty. Yeah. You know, you, you work with them in Spain. You work with them in in, in Sweden. You're obviously very tight with them. Yeah. Just tell me about how you work together and what makes it a, a good combination. Yeah, we we started to to work uh, together ten years ago. Uh, we met working in a different clubs in the, in the Spanish academies, and yeah, uh, we started to work in in Spain in a, in a League One level uh, team, and we are very comfortable working together. Uh, different, different in. Uh, personalities, characters. Yeah, maybe yes. Uh, in terms of football, uh, he he loves the offensive part yes. to decide the the game plan, the new movements, how we can beat the, the opponent. And maybe I'm more focused in the in the defensive part yeah. and how we can we can stop the opponent and we can avoid their attacks. No. Uh, in terms of personality. We are good friends, and we are honest people. Uh, we are, we are try to to work as much as possible. We are working uh, twelve hours per day, and we try the best for the club that we are working. And we are very, very, very happy to be here. Honestly, uh, we we love English football. I loved English football uh, from my Birmingham experience, and we are enjoying a lot. After win, we enjoy more. Hundred percent. Yeah. <laughs> on the field with QPR, massive twenty games coming up as we approach the end of the season. What's the approach from the, the management side to the players going into them few games? During the the games that we were winning. We were not the, the best team in the world, and we are not now a team. We are not the worst team in, in, in the world. Football is a, is a mental, uh, sometimes or many times is a, is a mental. Uh, the mental part is very important in football, and now we know that uh, we have 20 games to to play, to try to improve, to try to to be strong. Not uh, just on the pitch, strong on the dressing room, strong um, close a circle, this circle that, that yeah, uh, together with the staff, with the with the club, with the uh, supporters, and we have to to be as strong as possible because we will have uh, good moments, but we will have bad moments as well because football football um, you ca you have to be balanced. You, you can be the best and then the worst. The balance is, is very important and, 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 and the players, the players are, are trying. We are very, very calm with this because all of them are on the boat.
we can't not ask about the set pieces. It's become a bit of a talking point at QPR in recent weeks. Yeah. Marty was frustrated after the game on Saturday. It's something that going forward we'll be working on, obviously. <laughs> yeah, we are frustrated because uh, in the past uh, set pieces uh, have been working well. And, 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 and now we have a... a issue here in, in, in the set pieces part. To be honest, uh, I think we, we have to we have to work on the set pieces. We are working the set pieces. We know that in in, in championship is uh, is an important part of, of, of the game. I knew from Birmingham as well. Um, um, and we know that we need to improve uh, but we cannot go too much deep uh, on, on this and and, and and to become a, a, a issue, a mental issue. Uh, we have to work on them, but we have to work, and that's it. We have to keep working. We are working. We are not uh, getting the results that we that we would like, but we need to keep working and to be focused, to be aggressive, to to improve the, the set pieces offensively and defensively. We need to to improve every day and to be. To, be, to make sure that, uh, that, that the results are better. And things start on Sunday when we host Watford, a, a local derby at Loftus Road as well. Yeah. A game that everyone sort of looks forward to, isn't it? And a good chance for us to really kick on. Of course, we have uh, now a month uh, with important games at home. Loftus Road is, is uh, special uh, for us, of course. Uh, we have to 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 try to get good results uh, on 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 those games but um, at the end uh, the most important game of the of the season is the next one we cannot think about the next month uh, how many games we have at home how many games we we can win uh, then uh, next one is the most important thing or the most important game uh, of the season let's focus on on this game let's put our everything uh, into it and then when Watford finishes, next one. Best of luck. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. Since it's a Watford at home on Sunday and that kickstarts of what is the final third of the season? Well, as I said earlier, 20 games. Um, loads of games, loads of points to play for, 60 points. You know, um, know where we are. Can't hide behind that. We know we've got to start winning games. But you know what? I don't want to see long faces. I don't want to see a resignation of what might happen. We've got 20 games. We've got enough points. We've got eight of the bottom half of the table to play at home. And someone might come back and then say, well, our home form's poor. Uh, home form's poor. Well, it is in terms of... But from a 20-game season, if you've got that in front of you, me as a player, I'm rolling my sleeves up and say, come on, bring it on. Let's go. And that's where we are. In a local derby as well, Watford. We started the campaign with Watford. That was a disappointing afternoon. Is this a chance to right some of them wrongs? And also, if we mention, throw back to last March, Watford at home was a game at home. Even though we had poor form again last season, we sort of went into a similar situation. We know that game in yeah. March. Um, we were in a poor run of form and we, we, got a, we got a really important victory. Every victory, every point is important. Um, you know, so you got that lean back on, albeit different season, different players, etc. So that's that's probably gone, but that's what can happen. You know, you can win any game. You can win any game against anybody. Um, 
start the season, you mentioned it. Uh, I think that's the poorest I've ever seen QPR play. Um, but you know what someone said to me the other day, do we, do we, because of that, do we owe Watford, do we owe them one? No, we don't owe Watford anything. We owe ourselves. We owe ourselves to put on a performance that our fans can really get behind. And, you know, if we're in it together, there's no reason why we can't go and win the game. So, uh, so yeah, I'm really looking forward to the game. And as always, it'll be packed out in W12. We can't fault the fans at all. No. <laughs> fans have been absolutely superb, home and away. Now, the attendances at home games, albeit, you know, I've, I've mentioned our home form, mentioned the last year or so, you know, it's been bleak to say the least. But fans have stuck with the players, they've stuck with the team, they've stuck with the club. Now it's time, and I've said it before and I'm going to say it again, it's now the time. Marty will select the team, Marty will select the squad, players who are picked, what you're in the team for, what you're good at, go and do it, and stay together, let's start getting some results. And that will kickstart a busy end to the month. We've already had a few games in January, but with Millwall and Huddersfield, yep. what, literally what you were moaning, talking about with the opponents, they're all, our rivals, aren't they? We've all, been to all, all huge games, every game from now till the end of the season. They look where we are. Now, people are speculating and trying to second guess everyone, you know, how many points do we need? How many wins do we need? First of all, we need a win on Saturday. That's the first, let's not worry about further down the road. Now, each game as it comes, that's the old mm. cliche in football. But I've been in it enough to know you're as good as your next game. Let's do all we can to get three points on the board. Then we'll start focusing on Millwall, get something against them. Then we f start focusing on uh, Huddersfield. But every game is going to be huge. But this month, because of the, the, the way the fixtures are panning out, February as well, but every game is really, really important. Every point we're going to have to earn, every point we're going to have to scrap and fight and do all we possibly can to um, to get enough points to see us to, to where we need to be. If you're in the dressing room, what are you saying? As a player and as a manager, you've been in both situations. What are you, what's well, the message going Well, I'm sure Marty will be on the training ground. You know, um, every day it would be demanding, he'd be pushing, he'd be trying to improve players individually, collectively. If I'm a player, certainly the experienced players, they'll have been in situations like this. There's enough experience in our team. And people go, we're a young team. And if you look at our team, you know, we're not the youngest of teams. There's stacks of games between them. There's enough within there to know what it's going to take and how it needs to be done. Um, fans are going to play a huge role. As I've said, they've been absolutely magnificent. I thank them for the support they've given the club. Stay with the boys, roll them on pushes that extra little bit, then it's up to the players. Once once they're selected, manager's coach's job, he can make subs, he can bark instructions, he can tweak things at half-time, but ultimately, I've been a player. You have to then go and perform to what you're good at. As always, everyone can listen to you on QPR Plus for the upcoming home games. Since, thank you as always. Pleasure. A final message for... The supporters going into uh, the again. Happy New Year! I know it's a little bit belated, but thanks for your incredible support. You're given the uh, you're given the team and the club. We're going to need you more than ever from now to the end of the season. Let's stick together. Come on, yours. This has been another edition of the Ranger Report. <laughs>